Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is a special presentation for the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast. Here's Rick Uccino on the Believe Podcast Network. What is going on there, guys? Welcome back to the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast channel. Joining me at this time, you know him. He's got a big matchup this Tuesday, NXT 2.0. On Sci-Fi this week, big reminder there, it is on Sci-Fi this week, but it is NXT Vengeance Day, and this man may very well be the next NXT champion. Santo Escobar joining us here on the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast. How are you doing today, good sir? Thank you so much, Rick, for having me. I'm very happy, excited, and most of it, most of it ready, ready for this opportunity. Just waiting for Tuesday to come and so I can be your new NXT champion. Absolutely. Let's let's talk about this match and, and uh, focus in on the guy that you're going to be facing. All right. We're talking about Braun Breaker. This is a guy who was born for this business. He's a blue chip prospect. You know, every he, there's a lot of hype surrounding this guy. Already young, been in the business. What, a few months? He's won the NXT championship. In your opinion, just how good is this guy, and does he he meet the hype, in your opinion? He's got a lot of potential. He's a very strong candidate to be a superstar, a main eventer, a top guy. Uh, in my eyes, in my opinion, he's not ready. He's too young. He's too unexperienced. Um, I see a lot of me in him. I once was a young champion. I once was unexperienced. I once was with that mentality where I was ready and I knew everything and I, I could go through everyone. And guess what? I was wrong. I was wrong. And he's wrong. But he doesn't know it yet. I've been telling him that. Uh, I, I think he shouldn't be the face of NXT 2.0. That's a very ugly face. <laughs> this should be the face of NXT 2.0. And uh, not just that. I mean, we share a lot. We share a lot. He's a second-generation uh, wrestler, so am I. He's got a big legacy on his shoulders. So do I. Uh, I think when the time comes, his legacy versus my legacy, I'll pick mine. I'll pick mine and I'll defend mine. And, and you'll see that this Tuesday. Uh, I want to establish myself as the best Latino in this company. And I think the perfect way to do it is this spot, this main event. This place is where you can show up and shine and tell everyone, this is me. And I'm going to do it this Tuesday. And unfortunately, I'm going to have to do it through the prospect, Groundbreaker. You are, uh, we, we've spoken before in the past, you are a guy who's always striving for, for the next step, that next great accomplishment. You talk about, you know, being the face of NXT and winning this championship. But you want to go all the way to the main event of WrestleMania. So, you know, what would winning this title here on Tuesday in the grand scheme of things uh, mean for you as you work your way up to those ultimate goals of, of being, you know, the greatest Latino and, and main event in WrestleMania? You know, you have to keep working every single day. Uh, I think you're only as good as your last match. And this match should cement me, should cement and solidify the position I have, not only on NXT, but in the company. Uh, like I said, when all eyes are on you, that's when you have to shine. I, I've been given great matches for since I got here, but now I have all the eyes on me. And so I'm going to take advantage of that, make it mine, seize the moment, 
And like I said, this kid is good. He's more than good, but he's not better than me. And I'm about to prove it this Tuesday. And when I do, then not just NXT, who they already know, but everyone in the company will say, oh, this guy is the guy. You, you've already talked about it. You've talked about it so often about, you know, c- cementing your legacy. You want to be the next, you know, great Mexican superstar. What would it mean to be the second one ever to win the NXT championship? Oh, that would be amazing. As you can see. There's a lot back there. Yeah, man. There is a lot of, of that in here. We can make space for more, of course. <laughs> but like I said, it would only cement and solidify. The message I've been given for a couple of years now, that I am the best, that my legacy is the best, that the people around me, we are the best. And the only way to do it is to go out there and prove it. And I'm about to do it. You signed with WWE back in the summer of 2019. So it's been, you know, roughly three years or so. What has been the biggest difference, you know, between what your expectations were and what the reality of your journey so far in the company has been? Because very rarely do those two things match up. I knew I knew what was coming. Uh, you know, the, the most difficult thing is that when you are international superstar and you've been doing this and everyone knows what you're about and you walk into a place for the first time, you're supposed to learn what this place is about. And my mentality was like that. Uh, I was not, you know, accomplished. I was not um, deserving. I was just, I got here. I humbled myself and uh, I started learning, learning our product, learning what I would need to add, to give more as opposed to take. So that was my mentality. Um, uh, and, and it matched perfectly what I, what I found because uh, I haven't worked like this in my entire career. And I love it. I love it. I love challenges. I love being challenged uh, by the coaches. I love being challenged by the show itself because this show has been evolving. It's been growing. My next question. And if you don't evolve, then you die. And baby, I'm right here. I'm right here, ready to go. I transform my body. Uh, uh, I'm ready to throw down with whoever you want me to throw down. Um, I can tell you a story. I can show you a story. So I'm checking all the boxes. Yeah, you talk about coming in, right, and and learning, you know, how things work. But then you said this show has evolved and you've had to kind of, you know, adapt and, and relearn along as you have gone. What have been the biggest changes that you've noticed from NXT to the show evolving to NXT 2.0? Well, there's been many changes, but um, just, for instance, younger talent. And younger doesn't just mean the age. It means they're hungry. They're ready to go. They're ready to risk everything every single night. And that, my friend, is something hard to match. But I come from a place where you had to do that every single day of the week and sometimes twice on Sunday. So I'm ready for that. My mentality is that of a fighter. I like fighting. I never conform myself. So... Uh, instead of showing, instead of finding myself with opposition with this new era of NXT, I found it welcoming. I love it. I love the fight. I love the spirit 
of these youngsters because I can match them in the ring. But the thing is, I have more experience. So it's, it's always a, a fun experience to find myself in the ring with Solo Sikoa, who is a, an amazing talent. Yeah. Zion Quinn, and of course, Drum Breaker. I'm looking at that, that beautiful NXT Cruiserweight Championship behind your shoulder right there. You had a fantastic run. Yep, there you go. Now you got you had a fantastic run with that belt nearly a year before Kashida took it off you last April. And now less than a year later, you know, it's, it's been retired. Um, you know, what was the reaction when you heard about that, that unification match uh, where basically it was being consolidated into the North American title and you know, where you sad to see it go. Yeah, it was sad because uh, it, it, it is a, an, a big and important part of my career. Uh, my career as a whole and my tenure here in WWE uh, and on NXT. And I, I think me and my familia, we did an amazing job uh, with the Cruiserweight division. Uh, but, you know, like I said before, things evolve, things change. And now, um, as opposed to having uh, just the Cruiserweight division, as you can see, the NXT 2.0 roster is rich in not just cruiserweights, but heavyweights, oh. uh, you know. So as opposed to, you know, secluding them in one division, I think it was the right thing to do, to just have an even more open uh, range with the North American title and have everyone just fight and go, you know. Evolution seems to be the theme here of uh, of this interview, and uh, you know I kind of want to expound upon what you just said there because you know when I think back to the days of the old WCW Cruiserweight division, you know Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, Hoovy, Kidman, Dean Malenko, Chris Jericho, that division stole the show seemingly every Monday night. But you fast forward to today, and like you see guys twice as big pulling off some of these in, in, insane, amazing moves that the cruiserweights were known for uh, strictly back in the day. So do you think it's kind of almost the evolution of today's athlete, and I hate to use this term, but has it kind of made cruiserweights obsolete in a way? Not obsolete, but uh, for, and I'm, I, I'm, I used to be a, a cruiserweight because I was a cruiserweight champion, but the thing is, being a cruiserweight is always challenging because you may not have the weight, you may not have the size, but you sure have the talent. And it's challenging because you have to evolve and think of new maneuvers and think of, of, of new stuff that you can throw in and steal the show. But now that everyone else is replicating the style, then now you have to double down and show me what else can you do? What else is out there that you can offer to the show, to the roster, to the WWE Universe? To the audiences at home, come on, give it to me. And that's the challenge the Cruiserweights have because, let's face it, if you're 285 pounds, 6'4 guy, pure muscle, maybe all you can do is, maybe all you have to do is flex yeah. and you capture the audience. But the Cruiserweights got to do a little more. And if you have this big guy doing stuff that a Cruiserweight does, then the Cruiserweight has to do even more. And I love that. I love that because it makes you be creative. It makes you think on the move and just grasp the love. And what we want from the audience is the ultimate investment, which is time. Time. The only resource that you will not get back. 
So if I'm on TV for two minutes, one minute, or 25 minutes, I will capture your attention. Cruiserweight is going to die in the line for that. Is that what Rey Mysterio does so well to, to get that longevity? You look at him, he's 47 years old. He's like the Tom Brady of WWE. He gets The older he gets, the better he gets. And I'm not saying he should retire like Tom just did. But, I mean, is, is that what makes him so special and that he's been able to you know, have this great longevity in this slam-dunk Hall of Fame career of his? Correct. Spirit. Heart. And talent. And ability, of course. Yeah. But, but heart. Heart. Always be there. Always show up and always be willing to give everything. Are you willing to do that? Because if you are, then you can match Ray any given night. But if you're not, you're going to come up short. That's what I see in Ray. He's ready to give everything. And you see it. And, and, and once you see it, you have no other option than to embrace this guy. That's it which I do, by the way. Obviously, yeah. And I know this is a guy that you have, you know, in your sights. We've seen AJ Styles recently come to NXT. Heck, you were in the ring this past Tuesday, and Dolph Ziggler shows up. Um, would Ray be the guy that you would pinpoint specifically as, hey, you want to come to 2.0 and, and, and square up with Santos Escobar? That would be the guy you'd like to have bring down there? Or is there somebody else maybe on the main roster you'd like to, uh, to mix it up with? Uh, it would be Ray would be Ray and Dominic. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I admire them. I like them. I love them personally. But professionally, I think we should, uh, we should get together somehow. Some way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Dominic recently named you as one of his, uh, one of his dream opponents. So you have a guy, you know, you, you grow up, you know, admiring a guy like Rey Mysterio, and that's your dream matchup. But now his son is naming you as one of his dream matchups. What does that mean to you? It means the world to me because uh, I think that speaks volumes of the work I'm doing because if I can get to inspire someone that has so much inspiration at home with his yeah. dad yeah. and he can find inspiration in me, then I'm humbled, I'm honored, and I see there's a, a bit of tension between them because maybe Ray can't go through for him. Uh, I could help him because that's exactly – that's exactly the story that I, I lived with my dad 20-something years ago. Uh, he would tell me stuff. I wouldn't believe it. He would give me advice. I wouldn't follow it. And it's pretty much what they're having. And, uh, you know, just if, if Dominic um, finds some inspiration and admiration to me, I'd be there for him uh, any day. First things first, yourself, Ron Breaker. The NXT Championship, NXT Vengeance Day, this Tuesday on Sci-Fi. Big reminder, good luck moving forward, sir. Always great to have a chance to talk with you, and uh, we'll do it again down the line. Thank you so much, Rick. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.